With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Panay Sewell, did you play rock, paper, scissors with Nick Seriani of, of the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> no, I did not play rock, paper, scissors. The Rich Eisen Show. But if you did, would you? what would you do? I'm choosing rock. I'm sorry I have paper. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Coming up, Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Lions head coach Dan Campbell. NFL Films senior producer. Sir Greg Cosell. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Kurt Warner, hour one. Great conversation about the top of this NFL draft and all the quarterbacks. He's grinded all the all 22 tapes. So is Greg Cosell in hour number three. That's how we are bookending our Friday before the NFL draft in Cleveland, Ohio edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I did a mock draft uh, come at me 2.0 mock draft uh, <laughs> at the top of the program, and I, I did what um, nobody else has done. I, I honestly, good luck McShay and Bucky Brooks <laughs> and <laughs> Matt Miller and DJ and everybody else. Everyone who does mock drafts, Mel Kiper. Too bad you don't have one of these Magic Eight Ball. Okay, Jabroni's. I mean, them, honestly, if Sirianni, if Nick Sirianni is playing rock paper scissors on Zoom with why prospects, can, I, mean, I can do. do a, why can't I use a Magic Eight Ball for for mock draft? And I, I, I honestly, I thought to myself, can I do um, a, a mock draft with a Magic 8-Ball on the Rich Eisen show? And you know what I thought to myself? All signs point to yes. <laughs> right here. Wow. Yes, I did just say that. I'm best dad ever. That's a sign right here. Okay, fantastic. Uh, you, we don't talk to defense too much in this draft. It's yeah, an outrage. It's been a lot of quarterback it's talk. It's time yeah. we had Quiddy pay on for my alma mater. Um, and let's stay in the Big Ten right here. Because this guy can hit you. This guy can thump. We all saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, we're talking about Mike Evans, Godwin Gronk, Antonio Brown, Brady. I've heard of him. Who are some of the stars of that team that actually brought it home? Levante David, Devin White. Devin White. Guys in the middle of that thump. And from the Penn State University football program, Micah Parsons here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Micah? I'm good, sir. How you doing? I'm doing better for talking to you. Are you going to bring the, the, the thunder in this conversation, Micah? <laughs> you know it. You only know one speed, I imagine. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. You could come down and you could, you, could, you could fill that gap and hit the conversation, I would think so, oh. right? Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Very good. Good talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome to the show, sir. So uh, what was your 2020 season like as you, you were one of the uh, handful of big-time players who uh, opted out of the season? What was Man, that like? it was full of work and film work. You know, we was grinding every day, uh, watching college football and watching NFL. So I think this is like the most I ever watched football during the football season. What were you watching? What, what, uh, what film were you watching? I was watching my Penn State film, of course, and then obviously I watched some of my favorite linebackers play a lot more this year. You know, I got to watch, you know, Devin White play, like as you were saying. I got to watch Tremaine Edmonds. I got to watch um, Devin Bush before he tore his ACL. You know, 
So guys like that, you know, guys that I think I can relate to. So uh, are you as good as those guys? You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, but, you know, I think I got the potential to be as good or better. And so, um, you know, why? Why do you feel that way? I'd love to hear this sort of stuff. Go for it. You know, I just think I'm going to bring that competitive edge. You know, I got a lot of dog to me. You know, um, I'm going to go get it regardless, you know, and I think I can achieve anything. I'm going to put it with the work in. And, you know, I got all the tangibles or even more tangibles than they got. So for me to sit here and say that I don't got it, which is false, I know that I got it. I just got to do it myself and go compete at the next level. Have you uh, have you always played defense or are you one of uh, um, the, the many top linebackers who have, I guess, started out as a running back on the other side of the hole trying to fill it? Oh, gap? yeah. I started as a running back. I mm-hmm. did everything. My senior year... I was the kicker, the punter, the uh, running back, the linebacker, the defensive end. I did everything. So who was your guy growing up? Who was your favorite NFL player growing up, Micah Parsons? Uh, my favorite NFL player growing up, man, it might have had to be uh, I, when I was younger, I was a big LT guy. And then um, – then I'm gonna say it, it went. It went into like you know Randy Moss, you know. So I kind of actually I'm gonna say, I'm gonna just stay with Randy because I always watch him. He's like I don't need to warm up, so I always had that mentality. <laughs> I'm I'm coming game ready. Okay, I like that. And I ask this question at the risk of being older than the actual 51 years I am on this planet. When you say LT, you mean Ladanian Tomlinson and not Lawrence Taylor, right, Micah? Yes, sir. Oh boy. You know there was an LT before uh, uh, Tomlinson, and he 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 plays a similar level of football. I mean, in terms of three levels of defense that you do, right, Micah? Of course. Okay, just want to make. I just I, I had to ask. I just really had to ask, and I love the way you're like. Of course, I love it. So, who was your favorite defensive player growing up? My favorite defensive player. Um, I love Ray. Ray was a monster. And then, you know, obviously before he retired, I love Luke. Luke Keekley was just different. No doubt about that. Have you ever had a conversation with Ray Lewis, Micah Parsons? No, never. Would you like to have a conversation with Ray Lewis, Micah Parsons? Of course. Okay. There's another, of course. I will do this. I will hook you guys up. How does that sound? Sounds terrific. It would be my pleasure to do that because he knows that position and he knows about what beats inside and he knows about how that position and what beats inside is the heartbeat potentially for an entire team, an organization. Like, you can you can lead from that spot for not just the men in, around you in the huddle, but for every single human being that puts puts on a uniform that day or comes to work in that building. That's a fact. A fact. He was one of the greatest leaders and greatest players to ever do it. Okay. Micah Parsons here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Who have you spoken to, sir? Who have you uh, had Zoom conversations with? Um, I had Zooms with... Um, Every team. All 32? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and who did you feel like you got, you know, a vibe that they're interested in you and can take I you? I would say um, I had really good calls with the Dolphins, the really good calls with the Raiders, the Lions, the Giants, uh, Denver, um, Dallas. So I think those teams that 
Um, I had like really good, like did, uh, really good Zoom calls with. Okay, I, I've got um, I've got uh, the head coach of the Lions coming on in 13 minutes, and Dan Campbell was he on that Zoom with you? Uh, yeah, he was on one of the Zooms. Okay, what'd you like about what you what you what'd you like about that conversation? We had a good feeling. Um, you know, I think we all got the same mission, same game plan, same type of mentality, um, same uh, work ethic. What we want out of a coach and player. And did you talk to the Eagles? Just a young man. Uh, from, yeah, I did. You did, did. from Harrisburg, PA, and Penn State University. To you, you could kind of like make your way east to play your professional football. You know. Yeah, I could. What do you think about that idea? I think uh, it's a great idea, a great opportunity. You know, obviously being able to stay close to home, I always love that, and uh, you know, a chance to keep networking and building on my East Coast. Okay. And uh, were you one of the prospects that uh, Nick Sirianni and the Eagles played rock, paper, scissors with over the Zoom? No, I wasn't. <laughs> we're not. What would you... I think he's pretty lucky because I would have beat him. Okay, uh, Micah, let's do this right now here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I'm assuming you're not watching on Peacock right now, correct? You don't see me. We're just having this conversation, yeah. right? All right, I am holding out right now either a rock, paper, or scissor. So this is my way of doing it. On the count of three... You say yours, okay? Ready? One, mm-hmm. two, three. Paper. All right, we're even. Ooh, tie. Here we go. <laughs> Next up, Micah, I'm going to hold out once again right here on the show. Let's do it. One, two, three, go. Paper. <laughs> I have it again. <laughs> here we go. One, two, three. Rock. Oh! oh! I had a scissor. You got me. You got me. Okay. Yes, sir. See, you're a thinker in the middle of that defense. You've got the neck up right there. I could see that. Yeah, you know, you got to think a little bit ahead, you know? I do. Because I thought you were going rock right out of the gate. I did that with Panay Sewell, and you went rock like right out of the gate. I'm like, come on now. I thought about that, but I thought you would go paper. So I was like, let me just step back for a second. Why do I come across as a paper guy to you? What is that? What do you mean? I, think, I think when you say rock, paper, scissors, shoot, get like burned in your brain, like, oh, you got to think rock. That's what I would think. You know, like somebody from the middle of the defense. You're the rock of the defense. You can be rolled downhill and hit somebody. That's what I thought. That's why I went paper. That's because I wanted to win. I see your competitive spirit. I think you all just outthought me. They're very well done, Micah Parsons. You're, you're, you're an NFL sir. prospect, I'll tell you that. You, you're yeah. on it. I like it. Fantastic. Um, so you're going to the draft, correct? Are you going to be in Ohio, the draft? Yes, sir. Who's coming with you? Tell me about your, uh, your family. My mom, my brother, my uh, sister. My son. Um, How old is your son? My son is about to turn three, May 1st. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. What's his name? Malcolm. Malcolm. I mean, three is just right on the edge. It might, might have a nice little memory of this for quite some time to come. What's that going to mean for you to be surrounded by that group of people to have the dream of being drafted into the NFL realized, Micah? You know, for me, it's going to mean everything, like, it's going to mean so much to me because, like, I feel like as a player and as a person, you know, growing up where I grew up, I just went through so much adversity, so much, like, trials and tribulations, so many, like, do's and don'ts. And this is going to be, like, my first time, like, I've ever felt like all the hard work I put in, and you know, just to get here has finally paid off. And, you know, I could finally take care of my parents, like, um, and it just be able to change the whole generation of my family, you know? And 
really just bring up, I'm like, I would say, and it's just an uplift to my community, just to show people, like, you know, we can do things bigger than ourselves and, you know, give back. So, for me, it's, like, so much bigger than me. I, like, that's why I always kind of preach Harrisburg, PA, just so, like, people know where I come from. And, you know, know that, like, we come from Harrisburg, we come from a small city. You know, we kind of all rallied together because, you know, not a lot of people make it out of here. And I feel like I was kind of an outlier. So, you know, to make it out where I came from and be in this position is, like, amazing. Can you walk me through some of the trials and tribulations you're referring to that uh, you're willing to share with us right now? Yeah, man. Like, you know, I feel like growing up, I dealt with, like, a lot of failure and, you know, struggling with, like, school. You know, obviously coming from a, a different type of school and then transferring to Central Dolphin. And, you know, I was, like, used to kind of, like, make excuses and, like, um, you know, until, like, one time I was just like, you know what, like, I got to figure it out. Like, I can't keep going this path. Because, like, I always said, like, I, w- I wanted to be a football player. Like, that's something I always known and wanted to do. But I needed something else, you know, to make me, like, you know, I needed school. And I realized that and... You know, I went from, like, a struggling person to, like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put the work in, and I'm going to find a way, and I'm going to, you know, graduate. I'm going to, you know, get my GPA up, and I'm going to find a way to make this happen for myself and my family. So, and, you know, I wanted to prove everyone wrong. Um, Nobody believed that I could do it. So, you know, for me to do that, it was, like, crazy. And I think that's why, like, when I went to college, like, I made this mindset that I was going to graduate. And I was going to do all these big things because I felt like I had to. I had this chip on my shoulder that I wanted to be like more than just an athlete, and I did that. Your mom must be out of her mind right now. Six days to go. Yeah, here. she like when I graduated high, like college, mm-hmm. like tears came to her eyes, and we. It sucks because it was over Zoom, right? And I wasn't with her, but like you know, to see her smile and saw that, you know, I got my degree for her. She was, like, the happiest person in the world, and, like, that's, like, my best friend. So when it come to her, I'd do anything to make her happy. What's her name? Sharice Parsons. Okay. So Sharice is going to have her moment because it's her moment as much as it is yours on Thursday night. I cannot wait to see that. I'll be on the draft set, and I will be I will be um, enjoying that for you and your family, Micah. Congratulations in advance. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. Are are are, are you uh, opening up all those checks that are uh, going to start coming in right now? Is that what you've been doing this during this entire conversation? It sounds like you're ripping open envelopes <laughs> of all these uh, all of these companies that want to hire you to be their face front individual as a spokesman as somebody who's going to be coming downhill for them too. Is that what you're doing? Right I, I wish. I wish I had some checks in my hands. <laughs> well, it's coming. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's on the way. Uh, I look forward to seeing you and your family on Thursday night, Micah. And uh, and I look forward to chatting with you down the line. Um, if this is your cell phone, I wrote it down um, because I could see the caller ID. I'm going to hook you up with Ray Lewis as a thank you for hey. being on this show. Hey, I appreciate it. And, you know, I really appreciate you for making that connection and having me on your show. And, you know, when you see me, make sure you say stop by and say hello. I will do that. You got it. You take care of yourself, Micah Parsons. We'll see you in Ohio. Yeah. Yes, sir. See you in Ohio. You got it. That is Micah Parsons. Dallas Cowboy chat right here. (laughs) All-American linebacker from Penn State. We are. Dude, put him next to Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch, and as long as he's healthy, go to work. 
And then you go sideline to sideline and see who can stop you. That would be like the Buccaneers' way of trying to handle this thing. Right? Uh, that would be a bad choice at 10 if he's sitting right, right there, bud. When's this draft, especially man? Since, especially <laughs> since the Eagles might jump on him. You want to see him twice a year? Let's get this over with. I need to. I'm I know like, everybody's talking about the back end. you got to figure out that back end. This dude. Man. Right? Michael Parsons and I, both born in Harrisburg General Hospital. Look at that, huh? What the? Harris, are you born in Harrisburg? Yeah. He, I didn't he, know that. You're, you're, by the way, I'll just say this. We'll take a break so we're on time for the Lions coach. You're going to have to trade up to get him. You can't sit there 15 I and hope know, he falls. I know. Boy, you think Bill would love this guy? Jeez. Oh, boy. Dan Campbell, who had a good Zoom chat with Micah Parsons, is next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't know if you're aware, but you going to Yale was brought up on game two of the NBA Finals. No way. Yes, because... Was it the part where the Cavs were really losing at the end? No, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. No. It's that uh, Jeff Van Gundy, who was on the broadcast, said he went to school with you. No way. In a class. Do you... Sorry, Jeff. Don't remember you. <laughs> You weren't that memorable. <laughs> you don't remember Jeff Van Gundy? I'm afraid in class? I don't. I'm afraid I don't. Because the reverse is, is true. <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I so don't. Your phone wasn't lighting up from friends saying. No, I wish I'd seen it. I wish I'd seen him. I would have been able to see his face and maybe, you know. But well, I, was, I mean, uh, I think we could. Can we bring up a picture of Jeff yeah. Van Gundy? I don't know. So just stroll down memory lane here with uh, with Jody Foster. The one oh. in the middle is Jeff Van Gundy. Does that does that ring a bell that to you? That rings no bell whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no class reunions at all with Jody Foster and Jeff Van Gundy. Okay. 
I'm thrilled, though, that that's, that's thrilling news to me. We did notice last NBA Finals, I don't think we've had you on since then, that we noticed you mentioned on the air that uh, you were classmates with Jody Foster at Yale. And I think... Yeah, and then you cheap-shotted me afterwards. No, I don't know. I don't like, know about cheap... You brought her on and, well, and just, well, like, feigned total indifference to my existence in the world. Did I cheap-shot you there, Jeff? I mean, it was a setup. I, I mean, you know, you know what the crazy part is? And stop me if I've told you the story. Go for it. But so our freshman year, there was 12 guys on the floor. And we had some like brainiac students. And then we had some misfits that didn't belong there like myself. And so we all threw in $100 and said, hey, the first guy... Uh, that gets a date with Jody Foster, you win the money, right? So it's twelve hundred bucks. Wow! So I'm coming back from the gym in the early fall, and there's a candy shop right outside the big quad for freshmen, and all these sirens are going by, and so I stop right in front of the candy store and watch the sirens go by. The popcorn is popping; it smells great, and from behind me, uh, someone goes, "Man, that popcorn smells good!" And I turn around. And I'm going to say, yeah, it does. And it's her. <laughs> and I totally choke. And I say, yeah, yeah. And I run to my dorm. Right? <laughs> I was scared. I was intimidated by it. So if she doesn't remember me, it's because I blew my one chance. Oh. Not only at the money, but to meet fame right there. As with Jeff Van Gundy, our full archive, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Just had a great chat with Micah Parsons, who was one of the top defensive players, if not the top defensive player available in this year's draft, and he said he had a great Zoom chat with the Lions. Very rare that we could then turn around and confirm that with the head coach <laughs> of the team, but we can actually do that. Pleased to have here for the first time is the HC of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Coach? I'm doing great, Rich. I, you know what? I want to start out just by saying this. I... I commend you on all the work you've done uh, for St. Jude's. Oh, I thanks, think it's, Dan. I think it's impressive, man. I think it's um, – uh, and I'll tell you the other thing about it. I love the fact you're getting all these former players <laughs> that are still helping you out and running and things. But I've got a staff full of these guys that think they can still run. So, okay. Uh, you, you might just reach out and see if we got anybody that can still run. I, I've got a feeling you may beat half of our staff, by the way, right now. Well, but, I could tell you this, Dan. Anyway, uh, I think it's great, man. I'll tell you this, uh, Dan, uh, you can't teach uh, what beats inside. I wake up with it every damn day. You know what I mean? I look at it in the mirror every day. I will, I will tell this to you and your staff, though, is that if they think they're fast, have them run a 40 on the field, record it, and upload it. We'll take whatever whatever we can get to ca- ca- you know, garner as much attention to the fact that we're raising money for St. Jude. Be, uh, you know, I'd love to have you part of the uh, movement, if you will. It would be great. You want to do that? I got you. Well, what we may do, if we do it, we'll just do from the waist up, just so it, the illusion <laughs> of them running. Maybe that'll. I like it. Their heart's there, though, believe me. No, I, I like it. You could add, like, DeAndre Swift's legs to the bottom. You know what I mean? Like, that'll be fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no one will see. No one will notice. That'll be fine. You can do that. Okay. Um, let's. So, so uh, I guess let's get into this uh, first. Up. When did you realize that you wanted a coach? When did that hit? Was it the minute that you. You, you stopped playing in, in 09. I mean, when, when you were playing, uh, being around people like Sean Payton and Parcells, and well, how did that one come about for you? 
Yeah, it's. I, I would say this. I uh, well, as a player, uh, particularly, I remember my rookie year uh, going into the office and coaches coming out. So I'm coming in at six in the morning, and they're coming out of their offices with bedhead, and uh, I'm like, man, there's no way I'd ever be a coach. You know, I mean, the hours they work, the time they put in. I. Um, but I, I think just something that always sparked it for me was my really it was my second year in the NFL. It was in the summer. And a buddy of ours, they, they had a uh, um, football camp, a youth football camp in Pennsylvania and asked us to come out and work it. And, uh, and I went out there and worked it. And essentially there was, I kind of told this story, um, but there was a, you know, hey, go over there and watch the tight ends. They were in a one-on-one drill and they were going against linebackers. And, and so it's one-on-one route running. And basically this linebacker this kid's going against is just, I mean, he's twice the length, arm length, speed, agility, like everything. I mean, the tight end's got no business really being out there, and he can't even get off the line. So their coach is over there hyping it up, and they're all having a good time because the kid can't even get off the line of scrimmage. So the quarterback's just like dirt in the ball because I have nobody to throw to. And uh, I watched a couple of reps, and then I just grabbed the kid, and I coached him up on a couple of things just to get off the line, you know, like, Hey man, you need to really sell this to the outside. Make him think you're really, really running to the outside, to the sideline, and then put your foot in the ground and club him. You know, you know. So just kind of gave him this whole, this whole deal on just a little technique work. And I'd be dang man, he did it to a T, and he crushed the kid and uh, got open, caught his first ball. But the look on his face, I'll never forget. And I, that to me, I think was always a bit of a turning point. Like man, that was. That felt great. And just to see the kid, how excited he was, I felt like really opened up the doors for me somewhat. And it was always in the back of my head. Um, but then basically, once you get to the point to where, you know, I'm in 2009 with the New Orleans Saints, I go down with, you know, on injured reserve, and I had a pretty good idea my career's probably done, and now I'm staring at the rest of my life, and it's like, well, what do you know and what do you love? And it was football, and so I felt like, man, you know, just to get a little chance at this is, is where I need to go with it, and I, it certainly paid off. So you got a good Parcells story? Give me, give me your best one that's safe for work. I've got about a million Parcells stories. Give, give me a good one that's safe for work. I mean, I can't get enough of him. And obviously, you see, you know, he coached the Cowboys. You signed as a free agent there after your stint with the Giants where you, where you got a taste of the Super Bowl. Uh, you got a good one where he or, – or something that yeah, you – Yeah, I got a great one. Go I got a great – I'll tell you what. Here's one for you. All right, so this is one of the first times I'm – we had just gotten there. When he, he got there, all right, the Cowboys had just hired him in 03, mm-hmm. and he gets Sean Payton. And really, that's how I ended up in Dallas was because Sean vouched for me. And so I, I go there, and and so I'm new. You know, it's his first year. He's trying to set the tone. And uh, and so he wanted hard-nosed, aggressive guys, competitive, all those things. But, you know, fighting, you ended up – it was a waste of time. You know, it's a waste of reps. It's a waste of time, you know, to fight. It's one thing to stand your ground, but – so we get in there, and there's a basically a backup defensive tackle and a backup defensive end, and we go a rep, and they get they get in a fight, and they grab each other, and it goes. We finally get them broken up. It probably takes 60 seconds for all this to go down, and uh, and Bill doesn't really say anything, and we go a rep again, and they get in it again the next rep, and we get it broken up, you know, takes another minute or so, and so Bill just stops practicing. He said, okay. If this happens one more time, he goes, we're all going to circle up and watch you guys fight. And um, 
So we go a third time. Sure enough, these two get into it again. And Bill, we get them broken up. Bill blows the whistle. He gets everybody in a circle, and he said, you two get in here. He said, take your helmets off, both of you. And they take their helmets off, and he goes, let's go. And they just stand there, and both of them are kind of cocked, but they're looking at each other. They're looking at Bill. They're looking around. They're looking at each other. They look back. And neither one of them can throw a punch. They're like, wait a minute, this just got real. We don't have helmets on. And so they didn't do it. <laughs> they didn't do it, and then he made them run to the fence. And so, anyway, it was, uh, it was classic. I mean, Bill, there's about a million stories of, of what, how he was and what, what he was about. It was pretty good. Real brief, I'll tell you one uh, that I've told on this show before and at the risk of repeating myself, certainly for the guys in this room. Uh, Paul Tagliabue told me this story that he went when uh, Parcells was the head coach of the Jets. They're standing on the 50-yard line and uh, practice is going down and there's some goal line drills going down all the way at the end of the field and Parcells is just tearing people a new one based on what he's seeing down in the goal line drills. And Tagliabue goes, we're the same age. He goes, I, I can hardly see five feet in front of me without my glasses, Bill. How can you see 50 yards down the field? And he takes out a list of names out of his pocket and he goes i can't see a damn thing i just made a list of 10 guys i was going to tear a new one today i'm on number three stick around i got seven more to go <laughs> that is 100 percent, coach that is parcells man i'll tell you what you knew when it was your day you're getting it it doesn't matter what you did it was your day man it was coming i assume you had your day one of those days i'm sure you had uh something oh, yeah. like that yeah i had my day they come around everybody was going to get it he look he it didn't matter. Even if you, you know, you're playing pretty good. You're not a guy who's going to make mistakes. You're pretty smart. You're kind of everything he's looking for. You're going to get your day because he wants to know how you react to it. I mean, that he was, he was so much into the psychological part of the game, you know. And uh, I tell you what, man, he would. It, nobody could push buttons like that man could. Dan Campbell here on the Rich Eisen Show. And now you've got your shot being a head coach um, and one of the first moves you make if not the first move you make is to is to make a move at quarterback that was beyond um you know uh, i guess generational for your team because of who was traded away and uh the draft choices that come in with another quarterback that's a first overall drafted guy what what do you see in jared goff that says in your mind that this is the guy from my program coming out of the gate yeah, I, well, look, I think there's a number of things, but I, I just always know this. You know, we've had, when I was with the Saints, we had a lot of battles with the Rams over a three-year period and uh, really a four-year period. And I tell you what, man, that guy, um, even when, if we got the upper hand on him, which was really didn't happen a ton, we always had some pretty good battles. Um, that guy was you – know, we had a pretty good defense, but he was unshakable. And uh, he always, man – uh, high scoring games and he is making throws getting hit in the chin and getting back up on his feet and he just was steady and solid and I remember thinking man this kid's pretty tough and uh, and then when you see the success he's had you know when he gets hot he's he's as good as anybody when he gets on a streak but I think the kid is tough as nails I think he's durable and he's won a lot of games man I mean you know I, I get all the well you know his quarterback rating this and that and Look, man, there's ebbs and flows that happen with a lot of guys in this league, and particularly the quarterback position. But there, this guy's got enough. He's got enough in there, man, to uh, to certainly help us win games. And and he's experienced. He's been through it. And 
And so we're pretty fired up to have the guy. So what does the offense look like? What can you tell fans of the Honolulu Blue of what a, a, an offense head coached by Dan Campbell is going to look like with Goff at the controls? What does it look like? Yeah, I think we're going to be pretty multiple is what I would say. I mean, we're, you know, are we going to want to run the ball? Yeah, we are. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to try to run it 50 times a game or something. But we want to be as balanced as possible. Uh, we are going to run multiple schemes. You know, we're not going to just live in one one world or another in the run game, and we're going to be multiple in the pass game. We'll have enough, you know, uh, three-step drops. We're, we'd like to do a lot of run-action pass, and uh, certainly uh, there's enough in there to where we think maybe we can run some empty packages. But aside from that, we want to be as much, uh, you know, matchup-based as possible. I mean, to me, look, everybody, for the most part, most teams run just about everything now. There's, you know, there used to be the West Coast, and then there was the Zampezi, you know, the the number system and the speed outs and the five, seven-step drop, downfield, throwing, and everything is so, so meshed now together that it's not so much about what we're going to run, but who's running it. And uh, so we're going to find our matchups. We want to get the ball in the hands of our best playmakers. And, you know, we have a couple ideas who we think some of those guys can be, but until we get them in the building, you know, and get a real good look at them, we won't know that. But we'll find all that out. But I, I'm much more into putting people in the best position to have success. And, and you know, we'll run some of the plays that most teams run. But, but our deal is instead of, uh, well, this is where the ball goes by coverage, let's put the guy in that position knowing that coverage is going to dictate where it's going and, and we know it's going to go to that guy, you know. Uh, so – I would say in a nutshell, that's what it's going to look like offensively. Dan, Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm always appreciative of talking to a head coach in the league, certainly six days before draft, and I know you're not going to lay out um, anything about your, your, your plans for next Thursday night. That said, uh, you're in a fascinating position, seventh overall, an opportunity to have a ton of talented players, playmakers out wide, um, as well as a possible, possibility of a quarterback. A dropping to you and the phone ringing potentially off the hook for somebody who wants it how are you gaming this out right now six days before the draft seventh overall well i would say this first of all i i, I wouldn't normally do this because i like you rich i'm Thank gonna you. do it okay. all right <laughs> i will promise you this we will not pick at number seven a kicker a punter or a long snapper <laughs> that's a promise <laughs> all so right I, we'll weed I them out that's we'll gonna weed hit the media it's gonna be crazy but <laughs> breaking that's, news that's where we're at i appreciate um, the scoop dan i gotta I be honest what, with man, you we're, <laughs> well i know i i appreciate Thank it okay. um but i would say this we brad holmes has done a phenomenal job i mean he has hit the ground running and he and his staff and all these scouts and even the coaches, all of us, this has been a collaborative effort. And, and we, we have deep dived and done our what we call the club sandwiches, man. You're stacking players at each position. Now you like that player. Now let's stack them uh, across the board. You know, where does, this, where does this tackle relate to this receiver and to this tight end and to this quarterback? And, and, and we're just trying to come up with, with what we think is the best player at the position where we're picking and uh, that will fit us best, you know. And, you know, there again, we're all about – we're no different than anybody else. We want to win now, but we also we're, – we're, we're looking out too, man. We want to see where we're at a year from now, two years from now. And, and you know, it, it's 
we want to make sure that we're picking the best guy that we feel like is going to fit us. You know, we don't want to go into this thing and, and feel like we have to draft by need necessarily. doesn't mean if there's two equal players or whatever, but it, it's been a great process. And I'm telling you, man, I can't speak high enough of Brad Holmes and the work that he's put into this. And uh, so we're, we feel pretty good right now. Still a lot of work to go, though, but before Thursday. So how do you stack it where somebody, say, uh, very talented, wide out from Alabama, name either one of the two, or our guest that was right before you uh, who said he had a great Zoom chat with you, who's 6'3", 246, runs a 4'3", but plays on the other side of the ball, Parsons. It, 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 what is your philosophy there, Coach? Give me that one. Seventh overall, let's just game it out. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that's look, that's it's a good question. I would just say this, man. I feel like when you're picking at number seven, whoever that player is needs to check every box, in my opinion. And I and I think Brad feels the same way. I mean, top to bottom. You're talking everything from the intangibles to uh, the, you know, what, is he prototype? Uh, how does he look? How does he run? What's his production? Like everything across the board. And, you know, I uh, – let me tell you something. I know all three of those players are, are I believe, worthy uh, in that range. I can tell you that, man. They are all very, very, very good football players, and they're all different, certainly. So, um, anyway, I I, uh, I tell you what, it, it's it's pretty fun, is what it is, mm. and we're having a blast doing it right now. But you know, I would be happy with any of those guys. And, um, you know, before I let you go here, um, did, did you hear from anybody in your, your family, loved ones, uh, after your introductory press conference and mm-hmm. some of the uh, Quentin Tarantino-type language that you used to describe your philosophy? <laughs> Coach, did you hear from I anybody? I may have heard from a few members of my family and friends this, what, that I certainly may have, but... Look, they know who I am. They know what just kind of what it's just me. And uh, I, I'm kind of a passionate guy, and right. I speak what's on my mind and how I feel. And sometimes I get going, and but that's that's just me. And uh, so they were all good, but uh, but no, that, that's it is what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you hear from your dentist saying, "Hey, you got"? I heard you got your teeth kicked in. Is everything all right? Did you hear from uh, like? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a surgeon, an oral uh, surgeon or anything like that? Yeah. He, <laughs> Concerned? He, he dialed me up immediately. He was asked if I needed some dentures. It's so. about saying, I mean, my uh, gosh. No, we're... we're... <laughs> I just don't know if that was part of it. Uh, I was just trying to set the tone, Rich. That's all. <laughs> you certainly set a tone. There's no question about all that, man. And uh, <laughs> I, I look forward to seeing how it all plays out in a, in a town that you know, having played there, is just absolutely thirsty for some W's and championships and things of that nature beyond thirsty on that front. Oh, and let me, let me say this real quick, Rich. Sure. Let me say one more thing quickly is in regards to that. I just, for all your listeners, I do know, cause I've gotten this a little bit. I've heard this feedback. I believe me. I know 100% that biting a kneecap is a 15 yard penalty. <laughs> I, promise you I, know that. I think it's more than that. You might get a FedEx letter in your locker coach. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There might no be, doubt. there might be a little bit something on a Tuesday or through Friday that you might hear from uh, New York city, but uh, okay. I'm glad at least that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> and there will be no first round long snapper kickers or punters for the lions. And uh, I've enjoyed this conversation. Let's do it again. And I appreciate what you had to say also at the top about St. Jude. And please, if your staff thinks they're, they're fast, have them run. 
put it out there. As you know, the eye in the sky film does not lie. I'd love to see it and uh, hashtag it run, Rich, run and help raise some money. I'd love it. All right. Sounds good, Rich. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. You got it. Enjoy your first draft as the HC of the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Biting a kneecap is definitely unsportsmanlike conduct. Not He's re- correct. Not reviewable. No, I don't think so. Well, it's <laughs> reviewable by the league office to see if there's something more that's coming. The old FedEx letter. Very few fines come from the NFL with just one piece of paper with three letters on it. WTF. That's it. <laughs> if you bite a kneecap off, it would just be WTF. Here's the fine. That's it. All righty. Wow. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll take your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Set up Greg Cosell, hour number three, for his evaluation pre-draft. It's the Friday before the NFL Draft edition of The Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Where did Stefan come from? Did that, uh, was that, that came from, uh, two things. John Mulaney wrote that with me and John, I, it deserves a lot of credit for Stefan because mm-hmm. he wrote so much of the rhythm of that and the, and the specifics of it. And clearly I found it funny. Because uh, I laughed every time uh, we did it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we ever did it where I didn't laugh. John will put in different things, or he'll tell me as I'm walking out, and it's just like throwing stuff at me. And when I hosted last, John came out as yeah. Shy, his lawyer, who's also a piss artist. Yeah. And um, and he came in, and he, this is all John. And John whispered it, and he comes out, and and he, I thought he was gonna do it kind of like in the Stefan voice, like, hey, Stefan, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He comes in, he goes, hello, Stefan. <laughs> he talked in a very normal voice. He goes, hello, Stefan, hello, everyone. And he kind of talked in this real official voice. <laughs> and I started laughing. And then he whispered in my ear, he goes, oh, I have something to tell you. And he just whispers in my ear, my girlfriend works at Yoshinoa Beef Ball. <laughs> and, there you go. and I just started laughing just to like, it's just punching me in the face. He's like, hey, by the way, my girlfriend was <laughs> like, if you watch it, I'm like, what? I'll tell you, I know you're not supposed to laugh at this stuff and break in the middle of a scene, but that's oh, just I broke amazing. every time. You yeah, did? the first time was we had a club promoter named Amnesia Bernstein, and it didn't really get anything. And then he goes, Amnesia Bernstein didn't really get anything. And he goes, I'll change it to something else. And then as I was walking out, he goes, oh, I changed Amnesia Bernstein to Gay Leota. 
And I started laughing. So the minute I roll out, I'm like, All right, the other one was, uh, sorry, the other one that made me laugh was he said, he'll change a little things. We had a, we had, we had written a, uh, uh, also at the club was, um, a two-year-old ultimate fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. He's got fists like empanadas and he's addicted to ecstasy. That's what we wrote. And then he wrote, so it was like two-year-old, uh, two-year-old, two-year-old ultimate fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. Uh, he's got fists like imp- he's got fists like empanadas, and they turn the cue card. It said, "And he's my best friend." <laughs> <laughs> so when he turns the card, it says, and he's my best friend. But oh I lost oh it. My God. I was like, John. I am laughing so And behind the cue cards, past him, I could oh. see him and Sandberg up against the wall just like <laughs> watching me laughing. Like, just do this, dude. Fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. About to take some calls here on the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our Peacock TV slash Rich Eisen Show radio simulcast right here on the program. Um, I just saw during the commercial break, the Dallas Cowboys, they are, they're a content factory, man. Do you see that they're putting up some of the Zoom conversations as content with prospects? I did not know The Joneses, Jerry and Steven talking to J.C. Horn. They just popped up there. Are you aware, you know who J.C.'s dad is, right? Yes. Joe. Correct. Joe Horn. And, and in this conversation with, um, with the Joneses, you know, um, he talks about how his dad told him to play defensive back because he says the real athletes, you know, really play defensive back, not just wide receiver, because the wide receivers, there's too many real athletes there. Defensive back, you can play better or you can get an opportunity to, to play at the pros and start. Interesting. And, um, you know, Joe was terrific for the Saints for a couple of years, also famous for planting that flip phone <laughs> yeah. underneath Amazing. the uh, goalposts back in the day where props were everywhere for touchdown celebrations until the league came down and ended that stuff. But I just, it's amazing. The Cowboys are using their Zoom calls as, as social media content. Well, did you see what Jerry Jones said about Kyle Pitts? No. Jerry Jones says Kyle Pitts makes him get, quote, visions of sugar plums. Visions of sugar plums. When he pictures Kyle Pitts with Dak Prescott. Dude. <laughs> visions of sugar plums. I'm not paying attention to this anymore. <laughs> I'm surfing the internet for something. I'm tired of this. Let's get to this draft. Let's get this over with. Get our defensive guy, win the Super Bowl. Okay, let's move on. I don't understand why Kyle Pitts can't win you the Super Bowl. Well, because we'd have to score 55 points no, every wouldn't. game, Rich. No, you wouldn't. No, yeah, you wouldn't. We, yes, we would. Two years ago, how did your defense look? Two years ago, your defense with the Hot Boys, spelled with a Z, looked, they, 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 they were one of the fastest defenses I saw on, on the turf. Last year, they didn't know where the hell to go. Yeah, so we need they to brought fix in that. A totally, well, they, you have. Have we? You brought in a coach. This is, I'm telling you, this is the mindset that might be going on in that room. You brought in a coach. And Dan Quinn, who has a better system, a more scheme-fit system with the players who are used to it, and is also a, a very dynamic leader, a positive guy, who might just, that alone, 
might shave some points per game off of your total defensively. So then why not? And there are picks in the second and the third and the fourth. Richard Sherman was drafted in the fifth. I mean, I could go on and on. You cannot draft 10th overall. You cannot draft usually sometimes even fourth overall and get a generationally talented player at a position that is a matchup. That's what this league is about, man. It's about matchup problems, matchup nightmares. How are you going to stop that guy? Who did we say earlier in the how'd we, earlier in the week? Was it Ian Rappaport? Said that if you told the Chiefs a long time ago, prior to the draft, Travis Kelsey's going to be this. Would, would they have given up what it might cost the Cowboys to go from 10 to 4 to go get Kyle Pitts? Uh, yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. And I know that removes whoever they would have taken 10th overall from the equation, and it could have been a very talented player, and it wasn't Mahomes. Obviously, you're not going to take Pitts over a Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Why not? Honestly, why not? Because he's not necessary, sugar Rich. Sugar, did you not hear about sugar plums? Do you see who our receivers are? Our receiving core is tremendous. Right, and you can't yeah. keep them. You cannot keep, well, you that, cannot that keep. You cannot keep Amari Cooper at that rate maybe throughout his entire contract and pay and pay your quarterback what you're paying him and your running back what you're paying him. I mean, now's the time. This is it. This year and next. Go for it, man. No, because here's why. Together. And Brockman, you know this for a fact. Once it's the pick pits, that way all the sports shows can sit there for the next three months and say how stupid Dallas was. Why would they say they're stupid? Because not, that's all these shows do show. is talk about. What maybe not care? us, but every other Every sports show in the world. What do you care? You're on this one. What do you care what other sports shows say? Because then I get people calling in saying dumb stuff. Winning changes everything. See, he can't make sense anymore. You got to win. He no longer makes sense. I make sense. We need to draft a defensive player. There's my sense that I'm waking. Okay, so J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, or Micah Parsons can change the Cowboys' fate better than Kyle Pitts. I believe so, yes. Are you ready for your mock pick 1.0? Let's hear what you got to say. You say that this is what they got to do. Let's do it. I did my come at me mock draft 2.0. And after you guys make your pick for your teams, your Cowboys pick 10th, mm-hmm. your Patriots Brockman pick 15th. Yes. I've got the I Magic 8 no ball to see you. No, you have no pick. You got no pick. <laughs> you got no pick. You're pickless over there. I'll be at the Malibu Beach House. Well done. You'll be at the Malibu Beach House. Play some NFL Films music. TJ Jefferson's mock pick 1.0 for the Dallas Cowboys, 10th overall. What do you got for me over there? We're just going to make this short and simple and to the point. With the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys will select Patrick Sertain the second out of Alabama. Okay. He should be there at 10. It's entirely possible, though, the, the Broncos or, or Carolina might snag him at 8. Might not be there at 10, but uh, not a bad choice. That's a sensible pick. Very sensible. The guy who can lock stuff down. Jalen Ramsey certainly affects things for the Rams. A lockdown corner can affect things, and he if he is that, then that's a good one. And my point being, Rich, is Jordan Reed was highly touted coming into the league. Evan Ingram was highly touted. Neither one of those guys have turned out to live out to that. All right. Magic 8-Ball, is T.J. Jefferson correct? Will the Dallas Cowboys do Patrick Sertan at 10 as opposed to moving up to Kyle Pitts? Magic 8-Ball says... Ooh, Magic 8-Ball! Cannot predict now. Oh. Sorry, got to wait six days, T.J. Oh. How do I know Sugar it says plum? that? 
Sugar Plum is not an option uh, on the Magic 8-Ball. That Magic 8-Ball said you were absolutely correct, TJ, and Rich is not going to say that. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm telling you what it says here. Chris Brockman. Chris Brockman's mock pick 1.0. You know I'm right, Brockman. All right, in my mock pick, Patriots are 15th. However, Rich, yes. there's a quarterback falling as I at 15 and monitoring what to do. There's a quarterback dropping. So we have a trade. We yes. have a trade. The New England Patriots have traded with the Dallas Cowboys at number 10, <laughs> oh. which they've done in the past. Yeah. Cowboys and Patriots have been trade partners previous years. And we're going to take quarterback from the Ohio State University, Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. Okay, Belichick, the free agent bill, free agency bill, which has shown up like, you know, Riverboat Ron and hopped up on a bag of Skittles. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm he's not just a going scientist. For I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football <laughs> measurements. I'm just telling you what I know. But not say that I'm... Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. Okay, As very she good. Was hard. Very good. Okay, very good. I don't know why we played. That. I know Mike Del Tufo <laughs> Mike, playing a twenty-five are, second long are, uh, uh, drop with a hard out coming in drop, ninety seconds. Drop happy. That's not the best move from the Bill Walsh of all. Nope, I'll be no. very honest. I think uh, they like what the offense can look like with Cam Newton. Justin yep. Fields, a Cam Newton type, younger, a little more athletic now. Going to learn from Cam. Take the reins in twenty twenty two. Okay. Here's how I'm going to go with the Magic 8-Ball. Will Justin Fields drop all the way to 10, allowing free agency Bill to suddenly show up in the draft and do something totally out of character? I like like how how you're phrasing that. Magic 8-Ball. Come on. Your answer to that is... Ask again later. <laughs> oh! Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on later. I'm going to ask again right now. I'm going to ask again right now. Hold on a second. How long is later? Right now. Okay, okay here we now. go. Uh, right, here we go. It's now later. Shake it up. <laughs> the answer is from the Magic 8 Ball. Nah, G. As I see it, yes. Oh! Uh, no explanation for what happened. <laughs> As I see it, yes. Come on, Justin. We're not making that trade. Let's go. I don't know, man. Defense. You are if you what's can get it, three more What's picks? Jerry's point of constantly talking about Kyle Pitts? He is going to be neat. You are going to have to actually put, like, just like the king of comedy, you're going to have to kidnap him and tape him to a chair somewhere <laughs> it won't, and, 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 and hold the draft without him. It won't matter because he's not getting past the Dolphins anyway. So You're going to go up in you're front go of the floor, Dolphins. Dude. No, we're not. No. How Stop great it. would that be? Oh, my gosh. Please. Kyle Pitts, you'll be the first to show up on Monday's With show. Pitts How jersey? about oh, them Cowboys? Cowboys. Yeah, it's be... Wearing Jay Novacek's number. Show. Look, the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Greg Cosell coming up here on hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk to him about Kyle Pitts and how generationally talented he really is. Gold jacket talents is Bucky Brooks. But TJ Jefferson says no to all that. <laughs> Greg Cosell, hour three, and the news update coming up. Patrick Sertan could also get a gold jacket, Rich. You know? I thought it's Sertan. That's what is they it, always said. Is it Sertan? I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, if you're going to be so all in on the guy, you should, you I, know. I guess I should know his, the way his At least pronounced. his dad always pronounced it that way. Sertan, Sertan. It was one of those again. It was one of those again. All of a sudden, Keenan McCardell says, call me Mick Card- Mickardell or McCardell. McCardell. Tyrod, Tyrod. No, no. Well, I mean, yeah. and then. Terrell. T-O. No, Terrell Owen Terrell. said, call me Terrell. Yeah. Terrell. Terrell, okay. Mike Vick, Michael Vick, back to Mike. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I do want to get his name right because I need to. I think he's Michael Vick on Twitter and Mike Vick on Instagram. 
I called him Mike the other day when he was showing up for the run. And did he answer? He did. <laughs> did he answer? He showed up. He ran. He, he ran. tweeted. He Instagrammed. He's got a million gajillion followers. I couldn't thank him enough. By the way, I watched the 30 for 30 on Mike Vick yesterday. Oh, Mike. Yo, you may have forgotten how incredible that man is. You know what? I'll, I'll, maybe football. we can get him on next week prior to the, the run. Yeah, that'd be dope. His story that he told about the one guy in his career he was afraid of. He thought he could run away from everybody else. He thought his, his talent could get him through whatever needed to get him through. The one guy on the field, and he told this to that man, was Ray Lewis. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the game, in, the preseason game in which he broke his leg against the Ravens mm-hmm. is where he told Dan Reeves before the game, I, 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 got, a, got a bad feeling I don't want to be in this game today. And Reeves got, like, you got to give me two quarters. It's preseason, you give you two quarters. And sure enough, he tried to split Ray and yeah. another player and broke his leg. And that got Dan Reeves fired. Chair and everything too, right? Yeah. He said before the game, he's just like, I don't want to do it. Wow. I mean, I ho- I'll, I'll ask him to tell that story. And, and I think Ray's response before <laughs> to that I mean, was so funny, something but... along the lines of like, yeah, I'm I, I I told you before the game not to play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the exact man. reaction. I told you. By the way, Michael Vick on Madden 04 oh, is like one of the greatest. By the way, and Ray and Rod were, were chit-chatting before, like the night before when we were all meeting the night before mm-hmm. to talk about you know the run of show for the event. Just seeing all the all-time all greats sit there and talk about, and all of them were like, "Yeah, Mike's going Mike's gonna run fast tomorrow." That's what they were like. Can't wait to show everybody that in a couple of Saturdays on the draft. Greg Cosell coming up, too.